And good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of the Con Hour. We are here with CJ Peterson, who's author, podcaster, publisher, cosplayer, all around everything you can think of. And just so you know, I just posted my Facebook group page so you can join us there. It's a great place to get online to see everything. Also, remember, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Everything's moving up great. And one thing that I wanted to talk about today is we actually took our dog to get groomed the other day. And then when we got back, major infestation of fleas, which is not a good thing. So one of the things I would like to ask people is if you take an animal to get groomed, make sure that the place is decent. Also, if you know your animal is infested, try to do something before taking it there, because if not, then other people get major issues. And that is definitely not a good thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have carpet upstairs. One of the dogs normally comes upstairs, but now she can't until the issue is resolved. And it's definitely not a good thing. But I would like to welcome CJ Peterson to the show. And hopefully we'll have a lot to talk about. One of the first things that we're going to talk about is her cosplay with Star Trek Pathfinder. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me on today, Greg. I really appreciate it. Um, there is a lot in my world. I'm an author, blogger, podcaster, and publisher, and part of Star Trek Pathfinder. So, yeah, I'm kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah, kind of like one of our other guests, Katie Chonikis, that was her slogan. She's all over the place. But first, let me put up a picture here. Star Trek Pathfinder with mm -hmm. a bunch of the crew. But y'all also tell stories with this. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, um, Paul T. Watson is our captain. Um, he's our commander in chief. He's the one that heads up, runs it, puts everything up, does all the different Comic Cons with it. Um, he's the one that started it with Will Dinebeck. And now um, Sophia Cast has joined him as far as like writing any episodes going. I came in in Kilgore Geekend in 2019. Um, and then my husband came in the following October of 2019. And so he's Dr. Dallas, um, Chief Medical Officer. And then I am Lieutenant Commander CJ Peterson. Yep. Lieutenant Commander CJ Peterson. And at one point in this last we saw I was in red. Normally I try to avoid red with everything I got. Any Star Trek person knows to avoid red. <laughs> I'm one of the few that I can actually say I went in red for this one last episode. And now I'm back to yellow and I survived. So I'm a survivor. <laughs> there we go. Exactly. But what it is basically is it's a live action storyboard. So, you know how most episodes, they'll have like a storyboard explaining what direction they want to go in, a lot of the wording, that sort of thing, but they're usually drawn out pictures. This is actually live action. We're behind, a, we have a green screen behind us, and then Paul goes in and fills out everything else behind it. Um, as cast members, a lot of us, especially this 2020 year, we took the pictures in our house and sent them to Paul. That way there was no issues with COVID. Um, mm -hmm. But what we normally do is we go to a lot of the cons. Um, he sets up his green screen, sets up everything for Star Trek Pathfinder. 
um, takes pictures of just regular people at the cons who want to be in Star Trek Pathfinder. You sign a waiver and he, that allows him to use the picture. But it, it's really cool because you can be in the Star Trek Pathfinder you know, episodes. It's really cool. Well, one of the things that I know is I actually know people that are part of Star Trek groups. One of them is actually a Klingon group. And what would happen or how would they, if they wanted to be a part of it, of y'all's show with their costumes and y'all's costumes, how would they try to be a part of that show? The best ways to get a hold of Paul T. Watson on Facebook or go to at ST Pathfinder, S-T-P-A-T-H-F-I-N-D-E-R spell test um, <laughs> and message Paul there. And just kind of contact them. We do have one. We were at ArlingCon a couple of years ago before ArlingCon is now no more. Unfortunately, they stopped doing that one. Um, but we had a gentleman there who was the Klingon. <laughs> and we were joking around because he took his, his battle axe and put it against my throat. And I was like, you know, just having fun with it. Well, I know y'all do a lot of conventions, like you said. But, I mean, do y'all try to go like to the Renfest to do medieval segments or? No, I hadn't thought of that one yet. Well, that no. would be kind of unique. Yeah, there's something different for you because I know y'all are at Kilgore and I think Sherwood, I think Sherwood's more towards Austin, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of festivals like that. That would be pretty cool. Well, I know we just went back in time in this last episode, Never Met a Stranger, went back to the 1800s. So that was fun. Um, but we haven't gone back to, you know, Renaissance phase yet. Ah, well, see, there's something new for you. A suggestion. I mean, those people would love, I'm sure, would love to be a part of something like that. It's, it's definitely fun and it's exciting. And when you see what he does with the pictures afterward, it just, it puts a really cool spin on it. Um, I, I have some of those pictures where they're actually a picture of one of the storyboards I sent you. And then my favorite picture I sent you of where the Pathfinder was breaking through the clouds. It's pretty cool. Well, I, I can only download so much. <laughs> and I mean, y'all actually have a lot of pictures. So, I mean, it's actually very detailed story. Now, who writes that? Are you part of the writer? Because I know you're an author. I do advise on some of it. Um, but for the most part, that's Paul and Sophia. And they okay. do an amazing job. There are some that I have helped write, um, but not lately, mainly because COVID we couldn't get together. But a lot of times we'll brainstorm together sometimes. Um, but for the most part, I give full credit to Paul and Sophia on that. Now, with last night's episode with me, Vern, and Amy, we talked a lot about conventions. Mm -hmm. Now, I know y'all go to the conventions, or do y'all only do, like, state conventions? Do y'all try to expand out? I think for right now we're staying within the Texas state um, because that does require a lot of travel. But again, contact Paul at, <laughs> at ST Pathfinder on Facebook and hit him up. Uh, we were actual guests at, I think it was Bell Comic Con in 2019, which was really neat because we didn't have to pay for the hotel or anything like that. And we could just go and have fun and enjoy. So, you know, get a hold of him and go from there. Oh, that would definitely be fun. Now, to continue on, you're also a podcaster. Mm -hmm. And am. would you like to tell some of the people about your podcast? And this should yeah. be your um, well, I launched like, it. It's still a baby podcast. Um, I launched it last year, 2020, and I launched it on Valentine's Day. 
The reason being is because it is the journey. The journey is real. Where I talk to real people with real passions who share a real portion of their hearts. There's a lot of different podcasts that will have stars on and, and everything like that. But I wanted to get down to real everyday people. You know, what rides their heart? What, you know, what is it that, you know, they're passionate about? You know, and it's not just about the passion itself on the journey as well. They talk about the journey that got them there. And the beauty behind that is it lets people know that they're not alone. Other people have gone through maybe something similar that they have. And in social media nowadays, everyone's putting forth their, you know, unicorns and rainbows and everybody's happy sort of thing. And it makes a lot of people who are going through stuff think, well, it must just be me. That's the beauty behind the journey is real. People go through real stuff and they share their hearts on it. We go a lot deeper than most general podcasts. When I tell people, when we sit down, I said, don't give me a regular spiel. I'll go. We need to go deeper. And I will. I'll push my guests to go a lot deeper. And a lot of them, when they're done, say, I've never said over half of that on a podcast before. Thank you. And it allows them to release. Well, going with that, one of the one of my favorite episodes of NCIS, and yes, I'm a big NCIS fan, mm -hmm. is actually with Jimmy Palmer. I think it was a Christmas episode where mm -hmm. he actually was talking to guy off the ledge. And he was like, well, you only see their A side. You never see their B side. Mm -hmm. So yes, social media is all the good things that people want to post. They never should talk about their bad things. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And just like NCIS, I'm going to get to my author side of it. No character <laughs> is safe in my author stuff either. <laughs> I know that feeling quite well because you never know. It's like, I don't really like this character. I like this character, but you know, they got to end. My husband says, don't get too attached to any of my characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now with the podcast, I mean, you really dig in deep with these people. I mean, so do these people really have to have issues to get on your show or how? Nope. You just have to have a passion that you're willing to share about. As far as authors, I do have a, you know, a vast network of author friends. So I tell people writing cannot be your passion. I make them give me another passion if they're an author. Reason being is because when somebody connects with an author on a different level, other than their writing, it, you know, kind of creates a more loyal bond to them because they, they're like, Oh, you know, I, I, I like them. I can identify with them. For example, I came from a domestic violence survival past. You know, mm -hmm. some people know that, some people don't. Well, because of that, a lot of people who have been through or going through domestic violence situations, they've connected with me on that level. I can definitely see that. And it's like, I guess, last weekend when I was at Negacom, we had Strictly Stalking Podcaster on. So, I mean... There's a lot of issues out there. It doesn't just have to be domestic violence or anything like that. So how would they get to be on your show? I know you're pretty booked right now, but how would they get to be on your show? I am, but that's, that's okay. I'm always looking for guests. Sometimes I'll throw in some specials on Thursdays. Usually I post them every Tuesday. Um, it's not necessarily about the issue that you're facing. It's what you've done about it. So for example, I have a domestic violence survival past, which I've already mentioned. A portion of the proceeds from my books on the Grace Restored series go to Hope Store, which is domestic violence shelter in Plano. So I'm taking something that's personal to me 
and I'm paying it forward and helping others that may be in that situation by donating a portion of the proceeds of the books to them. Well, that's definitely so, a great cause. Yeah. So it's like, what exactly are you doing with it? I grew up military brat. I grew up army brat. And so a portion of the proceeds from the Divine Legacy series and a portion of the proceeds from um, the Holy Flame Trilogy go to Airborne Angel Cadets of Texas who ship packages overseas to the military. So I'm taking my passions and I'm, you know, it's how am I utilizing them? So when people write me and tell me I have this great story, this is what happened. I'm like, great. What are you doing with it? Well, definitely so that, a good thing. That's that's what I'm doing. It's like, yes, people have issues, but what are you doing about it? Well, the easiest, yeah, the easiest way is to either go to my website, cjpetersonwrites.com, c-j-p-e-t-e-r-s-o-n-w-r-i-t-e-s.com, or and go underneath the Journey is Real podcast page, or you can go to and just email me at c-j-p-e-t-e-r-s-o-n-w-r-i-t-e-s at yahoo.com. Uh, so definitely a lot of places to get a hold of you. Yes. I'm okay. <laughs> People laugh at me because they're just like author, blogger, podcaster, publisher, cosplayer. You know, what don't you do? Um, when I published my first book as an indie author in 2012, I did an indie author day in 2013. The worst thing somebody told me was that they didn't know who I was until that day. And then they bought all my books. So I'm like, yay. But <laughs> What bothered me was the fact that they didn't know who I was. So I made it my mission from that day forward to make it extremely difficult not to find me somewhere online. Uh, definitely a good way to authors to get to know how to, I guess, social media and mm -hmm. everything else. Now, another thing going with your author page that you're talking about, mm -hmm. you also, with your sister, started a press company. Yes. Texas Sisters Press. Some people are like, two sisters press. No. There's <laughs> press. My sister and I are the Texas Sisters of Texas Sisters Press. And yeah, what well, we basically started it for a few reasons. Number one, um, we wanted to give authors a chance. A lot of times authors have this great book, but they don't know how to get it out, what to do. You know, where do we go? They're rejected left and right. We've all faced that. When I started writing and publishing my books, um, I basically knew I did not fit the traditional Christian fiction publishing company. That was just not me. I'm, you know, I got too much of a sci-fi geek in me, you know, and I'll own it. So I did the paranormal thing where the spiritual arm crosses into the physical. I knew that did not fit a lot of traditional Christian fiction publishing. Plus, I'm a realistic Christian. My characters trip, fall flat on their face, God picks them up, dusts them off, and moves them on, you know, along their path. And so I knew that didn't fit it. And I do, it didn't fit their pattern. And I hate being crunched into a pattern. So what I basically did was I found another company, com, which I love Angela Hoy. She was great. Her husband, Rick, they were awesome to me. My books. And then I got my sister moving forward. Um, and she published her first book in 2015. And she's one of those people who tries to figure the back end out. You know, for me, it was like, I don't want the stress of the back end. She figured it out. And so between my marketing branding skills and her, you know, back end figuring stuff out skills, we were able to publish our own books. We were able to transfer them all over to Texas Sisters Press. And then we decided to start opening it up to other authors. We have a fine line that we teeter, though. 
Our mother passed away at the end of January, but our line was as long as our 88 year mom, 88 year old mother could read them, then we're good. In other words, we need it somewhat clean. I, I'm the line for violence. My, mine are kind of violent, no sex, but violent. And so in that, there's a little bit of romance, but no sex. <clears throat> Mine's the line for that. And so we like to put out quality reads for the whole family to enjoy. That's kind of what we, how we word it. Um, the other reason we started it was because we have seen some indie authors with cringe-worthy books out, whether or not fully edited or the cover looks like it was made on word with pieces parts and it just they look bad and that makes the whole author community look really really bad and it really shines terrible on the indie authors you can have a great book but if it is not edited properly mm -hmm. they won't get past the first chapter and that puts a bad name on all indie authors i don't care what people say they do judge books by the covers so to say the cover doesn't matter is again a false you know make sure that you're putting good quality work out there something that you're proud of yeah and that goes with going to amazon i know amazon will provide covers mm -hmm. but definitely check the covers make sure it matches the book make sure it's a decent cover because sometimes they don't have the best covers in the world and the other thing is is you if you do get an amazon cover you can't take it to another site Mm -hmm. So look up, look up artists. I mean, some Fiverr, Fiverr has some right, great ones. Some are going to be high mm -hmm. price. Some will be decent price. I mean, you just got to look. I so mean, what we do is when we take an author, it has to come to us fully edited. If it's not fully edited, we do have a list of editors that we do recommend, though we do not get any kickbacks from them. We just recommend them. And you can go from there and make your choices on, you know, where you want to go. We also tell them different places that they can go. Fiverr, um, for children's illustrators, they can do Fiverr, 99 Design. There's lots of different places that people can go. But when it comes to us fully edited, for children's authors, you know, the illustrations are all together. Mm -hmm. and all together. And then you come to us and we help put it together. And so people are like, well, that's kind of lame. So you charge to basically put it together and put it up. Here's where we're different. When an author comes to us, first thing we do is set up a Zoom interview with each and every single author because each author is an individual author with different needs. We want to know if we can help you, how we can help you. If we can't, who we can send you to. So we try as authors ourselves to make sure that each author is taken care of that comes to us, whether they come through us or not. <clears throat> if you sign with us, you get 10 hours Zoom meetings with us where 15 minutes is a cover reveal live on Facebook. We do um, an hour, half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, depending on for a book launch. All of those are YouTube linked. So it allows people to watch on YouTube afterwards and you can put on your website. The other thing I do is I sit down with them and I do a marketing branding course. And we go through and make sure that they are, you know, set up, you know, they know what they're doing with social media, kind of make it easy on them. So when they go to launch, they not only already have their social media set up, they already have somewhat of a group behind them. So when they go to launch, they've got somewhere to put it, you know, kind of give them tips and tricks on ads. It's not always about buy my book. Most people, it's not about buy my book. It's let me get to know the author. And that's kind of what we teach them, what we go through. Our authors are family to us. And we look after you as much as we would a brother or a sister that were in our family who were jumping into the author world.
Now, with me doing the signings like that, I've gone to Second and Charles, I've done many conventions, and it is, they want to know the author. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first question that normally people ask me is, what got you into writing? Mm -hmm. And you can go through a whole story and a, it could be related to them. They're going to get your book, not just because, but because of who you are. You're actually selling yourself as a writer. Yes. You're not really selling the book, especially at conventions. You're selling yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing is, is y'all had a, a Christmas anthology last year. Are y'all going to have another anthology this year related? And when is that going to happen? Yeah, actually, I just put the call out last week. Um, I sent it out through social media. It's on our website, texassisterspress.com. Call out is there as well. <clears throat> and what it is, is basically carry requirements. You don't have to be published off. As a matter of fact, in our last year, there was one who was not a published author, but she now is a published author. So now she's given a chance into the author world. The requirements are 3,500 to 7,500 words. Holiday-themed, family-friendly. Make sure to enunciate that very clearly. Family-friendly, holiday-themed, 3,500 to 7,500 words, fully edited when it comes to me. And you can send it to me at cjpetersonwrites at yahoo.com. Um, like I said, you don't have to be a published author to be one. It just has to be a really good holiday themed Christmas story. Now, we put that out last year. Not quite sure what we were going to be getting into. And we had everything from really sweet, heartfelt stories, puppies and kitties. And there was a COVID Christmas. There was a kaiju. For those who don't know what that is, that's Godzilla. For Christmas, there was even one Santa versus Satan. And so the mix is very unique. Uh, There's actually one where an elf kind of lost her mind. Ballistic <laughs> 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 and creepy on somebody. So there's all sorts of mixtures that you can get when you do something like that. And that's the beauty of an anthology. Uh, definitely. And so when's the deadline for that? The deadline they give to me is by August 15th of this year. The Now, here's the kicker. We do not charge for that for you to enter. We do not pay for you your story if we get it. The only thing we ask is that you we retain the rights until July of 2022. That releases it just in time for you to publish it for the following you know, Christmas of 2022 if you'd like to. Um, but we also do is a live book launch that usually takes an hour because there's usually between 10 to 12 different authors that are on it. And the beauty of it is you get to cross promote between their people and your people. And so that's the beauty of an anthology. And it's fun. We sang Christmas carols. They hated it, but they did it. We had so much fun, gave away so many gifts and prizes and one massive gift as well. And so you can just whether you're an author joining it or not, just be on the lookout for it around November, December. I know one thing. Y'all don't want me on there singing. My, my mic would probably break or melt. Or... Oh, you know what? We do. Because that just makes it more fun. Just make a joyful noise. Everybody would be crying if I can't went in there and started singing. Oh, no. I mean, I would love to have a horror Christmas one or holiday one. I would love to have like a fantasy Christmas one if somebody wrote it. Hit, hit, <coughs> Greg. Um, 
No, I seriously, I would just love to have a mix of genres in there. I can definitely see that. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that you announced this year, which we're going to go into your writing, is you actually won an award for one of your books. Actually, two of them. Two of them. Well, yes. let's hear about them. Okay. Well, uh, let me start at the front end of things. I'm actually a seven-time award winner. Um, my first award was in 2016 with um, Seasons of Change. Sorry, I had to look at the books. <laughs> I got second place in adult fiction for Seasons of Change. I missed first place by four-tenths of a point. Mm. That close. Um, the next award I got um, was in the Divine Legacy series. The Divine Legacy series itself won for Best Christian Fiction Series for 2019. Also in 2019, um, book two, Army Rising, got first place in adult fiction, and book three got third place in adult fiction. And then last year, 2020, I did not slow down. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chains Broken in the Divine Legacy got first place in adult fiction. And then this year, again, I did not slow down. <laughs> Strength from Within got for Best Christian Fiction for 2021. And Chief and Sarge got for Best Children's Travel Book. Uh, so, there we go. Is yeah, that the one? That's the Chief and Sarge book, yep. Um, and Chief and Sarge was pure accident. I'm not normally a children's author. I will own that. <laughs> ah, well, let's talk a little bit about Chief and Sarge a little bit, because explain how that all got started. Well, I collect monkeys. <laughs> People find that yeah. out. They're like, are you serious? I have monkeys on the banisters outside of my office, which I nicknamed the treehouse. And there's vines and monkeys all over it. And I can tell you where every single monkey came from. I just, I love monkeys. They're naughty. They're cute. They get in lots of trouble. Well, <laughs> we went to California and my husband, I call him super hubby, is a retired Navy senior chief. He was a doc. He was a corpsman. And so when we went to California, of course, we had to go on the base. And when we were at the base, I saw this adorable little monkey with this little USMC kerchief on. Well, 20 of Trevor's 24 and a half years was with the Marines because the Marines don't have docs. And so he's like, hey, we can work with that. You know, we'll call him Sarge after the Marine side of him. I'm like, that's mm -hmm. cool. So we were joking around and I just did pictures of him, you know, doing naughty little things like a monkey would do, getting into all sorts of trouble. People fell in love with Sarge. They just loved him to death. I mean, he was a junk food junkie. He would crawl into all sorts of places that got him in trouble. And we even went to the Grand Canyon on the way home and he really got in lots of trouble there. Um, <laughs> but, you know, just had fun with him and people just absolutely loved him. And so we took him on a couple more adventures. We took him to the USS Kid in Louisiana. We took him to the uh, Louisiana Historical Museum. I think it's like a walkthrough. And of course, you're in a history museum with tons of antiques and yeah, he got in trouble and he got himself into like little holes in the USS kid that are kind of blocked off. We kind of, he snuck in there and I got <laughs> of it. And it just, you know, allowed kids' imagination because, you know, what would a little kid do if they could do anything on these things? And so I had so much fun. And so I'm like, you know, I think Sarge needs a, a brother. And I was thinking little brother, but we found him a big brother, and that is Chief. He's a koala because Trevor's retired Navy senior chief, and that's where the chief came from. And just like, you know, Sarge's counterpoint is naughty getting into stuff, you know, Chief's is more mellow, laid back, kind of 
keeps little brother kind of out of trouble a lot of times, or sometimes little brother drags him into trouble as most siblings happen. And so we've taken them to like US uh, to NAS Jacksonville, NAS Pensacola, the you know Air Museum in Pensacola. We've taken them on a cruise, which is where this book comes from. Now, during the book, there's pictures sometimes of people that have had their pictures taken with Chief and Sarge. And so, for example, this page. These are real people's pictures that have been cartooned over. Oh, cool. So when we were in town, they literally had their pictures taken with a police officer, a store clerk, you know, all sorts of fun stuff, the passport guy. And then when the ship crew, you know, there were some that we were able to see, the porters, the different people. But there's one in particular, and she's the shopper for the ship and carnival. Mm -hmm. We met her in the one store, and she put a $50,000 necklace on cheap. <laughs> oh, wow. And so, you know, people loved him. I literally carry him in my backpack, and we just go on adventures. So they're hanging out my backpack. The people on the ship were having a ball. Trevor took him down the water slide, and there's a video on their their some of their stuff. There's a video of him actually taking them down the water slide, and it looks like they're the ones going down. Um, we just have so much fun with them. And so when we decided to make the books, we decided to, you know, basically cartoon our adventures. So they're real pictures cartooned over. Um, the other thing we do is we get the pictures taken with lots of people. We went to JJ's arm drop in last August and he has his picture. Their pictures were taken with the whole crew of, you know, all the racers. And so the next book coming out, I have to be very careful how I do this. It's going to be a day at the races. They will not resemble JJ or his crew because Discovery has this contract on them. But they will meet some of the racers who are not JJ and their crew. <laughs> and they're going to meet some of our friends. Well, then they go home and tell their friends about this race that they went to and all these people that they met. And Sarge gets a little upset because Chief is hanging around with him and Sarge's friends. And I'm like, well... <laughs> hey, didn't we let you hang with our friends and get the pictures taken with our friends and have fun with our friends? So it's going to be a lesson in friendship. So that's going to be the next one. Ah, well, I know you also have another series because you were talking about Christian fiction. Mm -hmm. I'm going to assume, which is not a good thing. <laughs> but let's talk about the Grace Restored series. Okay. Well, the Grace Restored series follows Katie McKenna. There's a lot of police and FBI in that one. Um, toward the end of it is actually where the angels come into play. And I'll talk about the angels in a minute. Do you have the Holy Frame Trilogy one? I do not have that one up here. Um, well, the Strength from Within is one of the ones that won this year as well. Um, Strength from Within is a standalone technically, but it's also part of the Team Angel series. And again, I'll get to that in just a second. Um, that one follows Stacy Spencer, and Stacy and her dad moved to a town which used to be, you know, her dad's hometown. And they didn't realize that from the inception of the town, the founding families have basically tell, held the town hostage and gotten themselves into high positions, and they basically ruled the town. And you know, Stacy and her dad got in there and shook all sorts of trees up, and ended up causing an all-out war, which ended up bringing the feds in. So it gets interesting. Um, the next series going through the Team Angel series is the Holy Frame Trilogy that follows Casey Carter. 
to his firefighter paramedic. And there's also some military, which is where the angels come into play. The angels stands for available to nurture God's eternal love. They get their assignments from the archangel who ships them out in the world to help people. Now, in all of these series, including the Divine Legacy series, the spiritual realm crosses into the physical. So where there's dark, there's light, there's angels, there's demons, only they're dealing with them on this plane. There's people that we call unnaturals, which are possessed. There are actual demons. There are people like Calliope comes into play. Sirens come into play toward the end of the Divine Legacy series. And it gets all sorts of interesting. The Divine Legacy series is a 20-year jump between mm. all the other three. The other three are going on at the same time. And that is the kids from those series is taking over the Divine Legacy of the angels. And when they start to take it over, of course, they're newbies. And there's all sorts of chaos happening all over the world, including what I call an international incident, angel style. And okay. taking several books to the group. Um, but those series is the cool thing is that the characters actually cross over storyline so stacy spencer that was in strength from strength from within she comes into play at the end of seasons of change which is casey car or katie mckenna's series and she hangs on until spring shadows then the angels like i said float through all of them and then divine legacy like i said are the kids and then stacy's son comes into play at the end you know in chains broken in divine legacy series so it's kind of cool you get another part of a different characters in a story in a different part of a different series i can imagine how confusing that would be because i i know i have like five main characters in one book and then of course some of them might be killed off and then i go to the next one and then it's like so with having five main characters with one story, having main characters go from different stories and intersecting with other stories, it's really got to be confusing. Well, traditionally speaking, most authors are usually planners or pantsers. Planners have everything. You know, my sister was like the epic epitome of planner to begin with in her first book. She had the butch paper on the wall, post-it notes on where she wanted to go, an outline, that sort of stuff. <clears throat> to me, that gives me hives. I have a friend who has like multicolored post-it notes for each character, that sort of thing. And I have another one. We did a class, Aaron's book. We did a class on for teens on writing. And he sent me this, he sent me this 21 pages of character arcs for one book. I went in there with my three pages of notes from all 12 books at that time, put them on the table and said, this is the difference between a planner and a pantser. As a pantser, literally sit down right by the seat of your pants, which is where it got its nickname. I sit down, pray, and type, and God and I work out the storylines, and somehow he makes it all flow together. The only thing I do is keep a running list of characters. So like I said, for 12 books, I had three pages of notes. That was it. I uh, know. Like I said, I'm basically the pantser, but I do have to go back and recheck book one or book two to make sure that everything is situated and i don't mess up the storyline do you have to do that a lot no actually i don't um and not the way yeah not the way that i did it, it and i wrote them and published them consecutively however i did learn <laughs> if i needed to change something it was already published and i couldn't do that so for this new series coming out starting in the fall um it's a christian fiction sci-fi series and I'm actually writing all three books first before they start going out. That way, if I don't do anything, which I've had to. 
um, it allows me the freedom to do so. Uh, people, when I told my husband my idea of a Christian fiction sci-fi, he's like, do those two actually go together? And I'm like, first of all, I'm a sci-fi geek. I've already said that in the very beginning. I own it. I am a sci-fi nerd, geek, whatever you want to call it. That's me. I, you know, we own all the Star Treks, all the Star Wars, all the Stargates, all the <laughs> Warehouse 13s. We have all of it. And, you know, how could I, when I write, I write from my core. So Christianity is always in there. I am a Christian and I own it unapologetically. I am a Christian. And so that's laced in my stories anyway. But how could I not write a Christian sci-fi? Yeah. That makes perfect sense because I'm basically the fantasy. I've always been into Dungeons and Dragons, so how could I not? Exactly. So <laughs> what this has to do with is genetic manipulation. And it's within this. That's, I'm giving a little bit of a preview, but I haven't given most people. <laughs> <laughs> it's in these children. And this Professor Roth is the one who's been trying to manipulate this gene in these kids this whole time. And he's finally got it in one first section. Well, there's four kids. He seeded all of the the all of the eggs for this fertility. He kind of went into the guise of a fertility clinic, and so he seeded all of them. So when there are certain kids born with this gene, he killed the mothers. So mm. that allowed him to have full reign over these kids. Well, two nurses figured it out. One's a Christian, one is not, which is where the Christianity comes into play down later. And so they're like, okay they're already killing the moms of these two. We can save these two. We can't save all of them. We can save these two. And so they take the two and they leave. So that's where it spins off. Of. Uh, when I, when I start reading stuff like that, and it's like, I just want to tell not, not the author, but the character in the book, it's like, didn't you watch Jurassic Park? No, <laughs> this actually turned out okay, though. But it took him 20 years to get the gene, so he went 20 years splicing. But there's a lot of things where things are coming up nowadays, and I'm just like, did you not watch that movie? Yeah, yeah definitely. Now, if people wanted to get your book, like say a signed copy of your book, can they order it online or do they need to go to a convention? And if so, what conventions do you plan on going to this year? So maybe they can get a head start of trying to catch you there. Well, here's the beauty because of COVID last year, I wasn't able to go to any of the cons. And so I had to come up with a new theory on how to get my books out to people who like the signed books. Some people are book book people. Some people are ebook people. Ebook people was easy because they could easily just go and download it. But the book book people were kind of cringing going, where are my books? Where's my options? So I started a Square store and you can access that Square store on cjpetersonwrites.com on any page that the books are on. And what that does is you can go through there and you can order. I charge, I think $10 for the book, $5 for shipping and handling. And at the end, you put who you want it signed off to. And then I ship it directly to you. <clears throat> now, the other option is to go to the different cons or appearances that we're going to be at. Those are on my appearances page on my website. Um, they will be changed periodically because there's a couple other ones I'm still working on. <clears throat> but the ones currently up are Comic Conroe at the end of July in Conroe, Texas. And yes, we do try to stay in Texas. <laughs> um, next one is in Denton, Texas at the end of August for North Texas Book Festival. 
The next one is Eastern Rim down in Baytown in September. Then there's um, Beaumont Comic Con in Beaumont, Texas in October. And I might be working on the Tyler Comic Con the week before Beaumont's. So kind of keep an eye out on that. After that, we're done for the season. But here's the beauty. If you find me at one of those cons, um, I do special bookshop pricing. So it's even less than what's on the site. So. Uh, well, I know I'll be at Beaumont. Of mm -hmm. course, I think everybody knows I'll be at Comic Conroe. I am so excited <laughs> for Comic Conroe. And I know I'll be at Eastern Rim. Mm -hmm. And I know I'll be at NerdCon. I know those are the ones that I will definitely be at this year. Now, I'm still, I'm waiting for SyphaCon, which is in Lake Charles. So, yes, I will be going out of state. Mm -hmm. And they have a, like I discussed last night, they have an esports event coming October 30th and 31st. I'm waiting for a little bit more details and kind of waiting to get a little bit closer to that one before I really decide. Now, the other one that I found, which is kind of, close to you because i know we're around about your area is actually hot springs arkansas really? and it's actually called spa con and i won't be going this year but i'm definitely highly thinking about that one for next year when is it i believe it's in september uh, i'm trying not to double us because we didn't have any last year <laughs> uh, uh. But, <laughs> yeah, that one, I mean, it's Hot Springs National Park. So, yes, I mean, that one would be fully enjoyable to go to. I mean, if we anything. We may consider it for next year, but not this year. And like I said, that will be a next year thing. Now, is I that know, an indoor one or an outdoor one? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's indoor with the guests that they have. Okay. Because I don't do outdoor. <laughs> I'm um, not a good outdoor. I am, I'm, I'm a Texan, but... Humidity is really bad for books, and it's really bad for my hair. I am like naturally curly hair, so if we're outside and it's humid, it looks like a poodle. So <laughs> I don't avoid outdoors at all costs. Well, well, my thing is, is I have chemo, so I cannot be outside. That's part of the restrictions of the chemo is do not get in direct sunlight. Well, sure. So, yeah, I'm have a signing on may 29th which is outside i'm sure i'll have a canopy i'll probably have the car behind me so i can just sit in the car if nothing's going on i mean but i've already signed up for it now signed up for it two years ago but with everything that happened but let's get with our special announcement here as most of y'all know amy has been a co-host with the show and what we're going to do is we're actually going to add another co-host to the show. And guess who it's going to be? C.J. Peterson. Yay! I am so excited. <laughs> and I know next week, which I'm actually thrilled for next week, because I, oh, I hadn't so heard the song until since the 90s, and then they came out with the commercial. But we're going to have D.C. Glenn from Tag Team, and that should be a very fun show. In case you don't know who he is, whoop, there it there is. There it is. <laughs> so that's going to be a fun show. And then the weekend after that, I believe Friday, we already set up. I don't know if time's been set up yet, but Comic Palooza is going to be with us. So we'll be talking with them. 
don't know. They're going to be talking about a lot of their safety protocols and everything that's coming up. That's going to be the main thing. Don't know. I haven't heard anything. Hopefully they might do an announcement. You never know. That's all up to them. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, starts June. I know I have Mustafa signed up. Great artist for DC and Marvel and other comic books. Nice. And then right after that, I have Davy Jones coming on with Charmy's Army. Nice. And then I'm setting up some other stuff. I'm talking with a game show host. That's Emmy winning. So hopefully he'll sign up for it. And then uh, I do know that I have another author that wants to be on the show from California. So going to be talking with her and getting everything set up for the rest of June. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully we'll have something in July. Something good. Before and of course, the- Comic Conroe, we're going to be live. Yes. Have to do Comic Conroe. Maybe we can get one of the special guests there. That would Who be- knows? That would be awesome. Um, but- I do have one more thing which we haven't talked about. Oh, definitely. Let's talk about it. I'm also a blogger. Um, uh, I have the Journey to Fruitfulness blog, which is on my website. And what that basically is, we take our five-acre farm from ground zero to a fully functioning, self-sustaining farm. We have an apiary, which is bees, raw honey that we do sell when we have enough for us for the year. We sell the over and above. Um, we also have fruit trees. We're going to eventually have a greenhouse. We have solar. We're eventually going to try to work as far upgrade as we can get that the city will let us because we're just two miles outside the city. Um, but I share our joys and our successes as well as our mistakes and our failures. And I take life lessons and do a spiritual application on it. And it's called the journey to fruitfulness blog. And again, it's on my website under the blog page. Uh, well, definitely people. I have a bunch of posts up there or websites up there. It's more going to the journey is real podcast, but you can actually go back to her homepage from that site. So definitely check out her website, check out, I have her Facebook page on there. I have Star Trek Pathfinders Facebook page on there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm check her out. on YouTube. Make sure you find me on YouTube. YouTube. I'm big on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And Please definitely. Follow. Oh, I have an announcement to make. Uh Oh, yes. June is my birthday month for my birthday month. I like to do something special. Last year was the launch of chief and Sarge. This year, what I'm doing is a push for YouTube followers. I'm trying to get above that magical 100 that we know <laughs> to get our names on our own YouTube channels. And so for this year, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start the first day of June, or probably Memorial Day weekend, so I'm going I'm to announcement. You subscribe, and you take a screenshot of it, and email it to me, and I will enter you into the Wheel of Names. You have a chance of winning one of two $10 Amazon gift cards. And I will announce the winner on the 16th of July. So you will be entered in and you will also be entered into my bi-weekly newsletter. I don't spam. Literally, my people know every other Friday at 10 in the morning, they get an email. Otherwise, they do not hear from me. Well, definitely subscribe. Hey, guys, I'm at 86. I'm just below that mark. So please subscribe to my YouTube channel. You know, us people, you got to subscribe. You got to help us out here. Help a yes. brother and a sister out. Come on. Yes. We, a we're just this close. Come on, guys. Got to make it a little bit closer. Now, the other thing is, is you can catch me on iHeartRadio. If you can't do the videos, you can catch me, like I said, iHeart, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and 
I'm sure there's a few, I think Safari I've been found on. So check it out. If you're at work and you can't watch the videos, but you can have an earpiece. Hey, I'm there. Just listen. And the Journeys Reel is also on 10, 11, 11 different platforms. And 10 of those are audio as well. You can find the list on the Journeys Real podcast page on my website, cjpetersonwrites.com. Thank you so much, Greg, for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Had a lot of fun. Oh, definitely. Enjoyed having you and can't wait to see you with co-hosts and get the show rolling. Nothing else. Amy, me and you, we're going to just have fun regardless of who's with us. Definitely. But again, thank you everybody for joining the show today and hope to 